This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. Dekawa Playhouse Episode 27 It's time for Decawatt Playhouse. Let us return to the 1980s and a small liberal arts college in western Pennsylvania. Here, without the distractions of alcohol or intervisitation, students had nothing else to do but amuse themselves with strange radio shows and college bands. Announcer Bot, what have you retrieved from the vaults of history tonight? Classic Radio Theater. Sorry, wrong number. Grove City's Hotspot at 89.5. WSAJ-FM, Grove City, Pennsylvania. Good evening and welcome to WSAJ Classic Radio Theater. This evening we present Sorry Wrong Number by Lucille Fletcher. They say that New York City is the city that never sleeps. We take you now to the second floor of a large house in New York where a certain Mrs. Albert Stevenson is anything sleepy.
operator. I've just been cut off. I'm sorry, madam. What number were you calling? Why, it was supposed to be Murray Hill 30093, but it wasn't. Some wires must have crossed. I was cut into the wrong number, and I... I've just heard the most dreadful thing. Uh, a murder. And, operator, you'll simply have to retrace that call at once. I'm sorry, madam. I don't understand. Oh. Well, I know it was a wrong number, and I had no business listening. But these two men, they were cold-blooded fiends. And they were going to murder somebody. Some poor, innocent woman who was all alone in a house near a bridge. And we've got to stop them. We've got to do what, so. What number were you calling, madam? That doesn't matter. This was a wrong number, and you dialed it. And we've got to find out what it was immediately. But, madam... Oh, but why are you so stupid? Look, it was obviously a case of some little slip of the finger. I told you to try Murray Hill 30093 for me. You dialed it, but your finger slipped. And I was connected with some other number, and I could hear them, but they couldn't hear me. Now, I simply failed to see why you couldn't make that same mistake again, on purpose. Why you couldn't try to dial Murray Hill 30093 in the same sort of careless way. Murray Hill 30093? I will try to get it for you, madam. Thank you. Operator? Operator? Without getting all t- 
tied up in this red tape? Why, it's perfectly idiotic. All right, I'll call the police. Ridiculous. Your call, please? The police department, please. Ringing the police department. Police station, precinct 43. Duffy speaking. Police department. Oh, this is Mrs. Stevenson. This is Elbert Smythe Stevenson of 53 North Sutton Place. I'm calling up to report a murder. I mean, the murder hasn't been committed yet. I just overheard plans for it on the telephone over a wrong number that the operator gave me. I've been trying to trace down the call myself, but everybody is so stupid. And I guess in the end, you're the only people who could do anything. Yes, ma'am. It was perfectly a definite murder. I mean... I heard their plans distinctly. Two men were talking, and they were going to murder some woman at 11.15 tonight. She lived in a house near a bridge. Yes, ma'am. And there was a, a private patrolman on the street. He was going to go around for a beer on 2nd Avenue. And there was some third man, a, a client, who was paying to have this poor woman murdered. They were going to take her rings and bracelets and use a knife. Well, it unnerved me. Dreadfully, and I'm not well. When was all this, ma'am? About eight minutes ago. Oh, then you can do something. You do understand. And what is your name, ma'am? Mrs. Stevenson, Mrs. Elbert Stevenson. And your address? 53 North Sutton Place. That's near a bridge. The Queensboro Bridge, you know. And we have a private patrolman on our street. And what was that number you were calling? But that wasn't the number I overheard. I mean, Murray Hill 30093 is my husband's office. He's working late tonight, and I was trying to reach him to ask him to come home. I'm an invalid, you know, and it's the maid's night off. And I hate to be alone, even though he says I'd be perfectly safe as long as I have the telephone right beside my bed. Well, we'll look into it, Mrs. Stevenson, and see if we can check it with the telephone company. But the telephone company said they couldn't check the call if the parties had stopped talking. I've already taken care of that. Oh, yes? Personally, I feel you ought to do something far more immediate and drastic than just check the call. What good does checking the call do if they've stopped talking? By the time you track it down, they'll already have committed the murder. Well, we'll take care of it, lady. Don't worry. I'd say the whole thing calls for a search. A complete and thorough search of the whole city... I'm very near the bridge, and I'm not far from 2nd Avenue. And I know I'd feel a whole lot better if you sent around a radio car to this very neighborhood at once. And what makes you think the murder's going to be committed in your neighborhood, ma'am? I don't know. Only the coincidence is so horrible. 2nd Avenue, patrolman, the bridge. 2nd Avenue is a very long street, ma'am. And how do you happen to know how many bridges there are in the city of New York alone, not to mention Brooklyn, Staten Island, Queens, and the Bronx. How do you know there isn't some little house out in Staten Island, or some little second avenue you never heard about? How do you know they were even talking about New York at all? But I heard the call on the New York dialing system. How do you know it wasn't a long-distance call you overheard? Telephones are funny things. Look, lady, why don't you look at it this way? Supposing you hadn't broken in on that telephone call. 
supposing you'd gotten your husband the way you always do. Would this murderer have made any difference to you then? I suppose not. But it's so inhuman. So cold-blooded. A lot of murders are committed in this city every day, ma'am. If we could do something to stop them, we would. But a clue of this kind that's so vague isn't much more use to us than no clue at all. But surely... Unless, of course, you have some reason for thinking this call is phony, and that someone may be planning to murder you. Me? Oh. Oh, no. I hardly think so. I... I mean, why should anybody? I'm alone all day and night. I see nobody except my maid, Eloise. She's a big 200-pounder. She's too lazy to bring my breakfast tray up. And the only other person is my husband, Albert. He's crazy about me, adores me, waits on me hand and foot, has scarcely left my side since I took sick 12 years ago. Well, then, there's nothing for you to worry about. And now, if you'll just leave the rest of this to us. But what will you do? It's so late. It's nearly 11 now. We'll take care of it, lady. Will you broadcast it all over the city and send out squads and warn your radio cars to watch out, especially in suspicious neighborhoods like mine? Lady... I said we'd take care of it. Just now I got a couple other matters here on my desk that require immediate attention. And if you'll please hang up... Oh, idiot. Now, why did I do that? Now he'll think I am a fool. Oh, why doesn't Albert come home? Why doesn't he? Your call, please. Operator, for heaven's sake, will you ring that Murray Hill 30093 number again? I can't think what's keeping him so long. I'll try for you, madam. Mine is busy. I can hear it. You don't have to tell me. I know it's busy. If I could only get out of this bed for a little while. If I could only get a breath of fresh air. Or just clean out the window and see the street. Hello, Albert? Hello? 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 Oh, what's the matter with this phone? Hello? 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 Oh, for heaven's sake, who is this? Hello? 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 Oh. Your call, please. Hello, operator. I don't know what's the matter with this telephone tonight, but it's positively driving me crazy. I've never seen such inefficient, miserable service. Now, I'm an invalid, and I'm very nervous, and I'm not supposed to be annoyed. But if this keeps on much longer... What seems to be the trouble, madam? Well, everything's wrong. The whole world could be murdered for all you people care. And now, my phone keeps ringing. Yes, madam? Ringing and ringing and ringing every five seconds or so. And when I pick it up, there's no one there. I'm sorry, madam. I'll test it. I don't want you to test it for me. I want you to put that call through, whatever it was, at once. I'm afraid that is not possible, madam. Not possible? And why, may I ask? The system is automatic, madam. If someone is trying to dial your number, there is no way to check whether the call is coming through the system or not, unless the person who is trying to reach you complains to his particular operator. Well, of all the stupid... Meanwhile, I've got to sit here in my bed, suffering every time the phone rings, imagining everything. I will try to check it for you, madam. Check it, check it. That's all anybody can do. Oh, I'm going out of my mind with all of you people. Hello? Hello? Stop ringing. Do you hear? Answer me. Who is it?
realize you're driving me crazy. Who's calling me? What are you doing it for? Now stop it. Stop it, I say. Hello? Hello? If you don't stop ringing me, I'm going to call the police. Do you hear? The police. Oh, if Albert would only come home. Oh, let it ring. Let it go on ringing. It's a trick of some kind, and I won't answer it. I won't, even if it goes on ringing all night.
a second I'll go mad. I don't care what he says or what the expense is. I'm a sick. I'm entitled. This is information. I want the telephone number of Henchley Hospital. Henchley Hospital? Do you have the address, madam? No. It's somewhere in the 70s. It's a very small, private, and exclusive hospital where I had my appendix out two years ago. Henchley. H-E-N-C. One moment, please. Please hurry. And please, what is the time? I do not know, madam. You may find out the time by dialing Meridian 71212. Oh, for heaven's sake. The number of Henchley Hospital is Butterfield 70105, madam. Butterfield, seven, oh, one, oh, five. Henshley Hospital, good evening. Nurses Registry. Who was it you wish to speak to, please? I want the nurses registry at once. I want a trained nurse. I want to hire her immediately for the night. I see. And what is the nature of the case, madam? Nerves. I'm very nervous. I need soothing and companionship. You see, my husband is away, and I'm... Have you been recommended to us by any doctor in particular, madam? No. But I really don't see why all this catechizing is necessary. I want a trained nurse. I was a patient in your hospital two years ago. And after all, I do expect to pay this person for attending me. We quite understand that, madam, but these are busy times, you know. Registered nurses are very scarce just now, and our superintendent has asked us to send people out only on cases where the physician in charge feels it is absolutely necessary. Well, it is absolutely necessary. I'm a sick woman. I, I'm very upset. Very. I'm alone in this house, and I'm an invalid. And tonight I overheard a telephone conversation that upset me dreadfully. In fact... If someone doesn't come at once, I'm afraid I'll go out of my mind. I see. Well, I'll speak to Miss Phillips as soon as she comes in. Miss Phillips? And what is your name, madam? Oh, Miss Phillips? And what time do you expect her in? I really don't know, madam. She went out to supper at 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock? But it's not 11 yet. Oh, my clock has stopped. I thought it was running down. What time is it? Just 15 minutes past 11. What was that? What was what, madam? That, that click just now in my own telephone. As if someone had lifted the receiver off the hook of the extension telephone downstairs. I didn't hear it, madam. Now about this nurse you want... I did! There's someone in this house. Someone downstairs in the kitchen. And they're listening to me now. They're... Ah! Someone in this house. Someone is going to murder me. 
just heard the classic radio theater production of Sorry, Wrong Number by Lucille Fletcher. This production was directed by Larry Bowell and starred Kathy Spivian as Mrs. Stevenson, Paul McGill as the first man, Ron Carter as George, Betsy Dietrich as the operator, Cheryl Sheely as the chief operator, Mark G. Schmidbauer as Sergeant Duffy, Dave Miller as Western Union, Michelle Petrucci as Information, and Keith Parrish as the hospital clerk. The technical director was Martin Christoffel, and Mike Pfeiffer was the technical consultant. Join us next week as we present The Hitchhiker by Lucille Fletcher. And until then, remember, don't look over your shoulder, because that which is behind you might be catching up. For more information, please visit sfpodcastnetwork.com on the interweb. Thank you for listening, and farewell from all of us at Decawatt Playhouse.